0: the things podcast, podcast.
1: season's greetings phantomaniacs welcome to the newest episode of the needless things podcast where we talk about toys movies music and all manner of pop culture dorkery i'm your host dave and this is our second christmas episode of the season so please enjoy and have yourself a holly and jolly christmas okay I don't know what that was. This is like NPR time or something. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things podcast. This week is our Christmas playlist, volume two. We've gathered together all of the musical geniuses that reside here at Needless Things and put together another fantastic holiday playlist. This, and I'll go ahead and say this, I said it I can't remember if I said it uh, during the show or when we were done recording. I think this might be the best playlist we've ever done. I'm very, very happy with this one. There's a lot of variety on here. Uh, two songs that you know I personally didn't love, but that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, because that's the whole reason to get multiple people together with different opinions and thoughts and feelings and whatever else. So this is a fun episode. I'm very excited about it. Uh, and before we get to it, you know, there are a few things I got to talk about. Spider-Man comes out, well, I guess for you guys, came out yesterday. It comes out on Thursday. Uh, and yes, I know Friday's the release date, but that's all dumb. Because if you, if you go see an MCU movie on Friday, you're, you're a sucker. And you're playing a bad game. Because those there are people out there, including the movie studios, who just can't wait to to spoil these things for you. Whether it's that friend you have that can't wait to see something and send you a text saying, hey, what did you think of this big spoiler? Oh, I haven't seen it yet because I've been at work and thanks for that though. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm just saying you guys, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you know, we're respectful here. Whether in the Needless Things podcast Facebook group, Needless Things podcast on Instagram, or wherever we may be, we will not spoil anything until the week after the release. Now, if you've if you've waited longer than that, that's on you, buddy. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty strict about no spoilers here, uh, and I think people who do spoil things for other people are are just shitbirds. Uh, so <laughs> Spider Man's coming out, and Phantom Junior wanted to watch one of the older Spider-Man movies, starting with the first Sam Raimi movie from 2002. uh, He wanted to watch one a night in the days leading up to the new one coming out. So uh, that's great for me. It's time we can sit and spend together as a family enjoying movies. Uh, There's some of those that I haven't watched in quite some time. So what we've been doing, uh, we started, like I said, with that first Raimi movie uh, and we ha- we're having to double up today because we're going to see it thursday and then wednesday is dynamite and i i watch dynamite live like that's the only thing now on television literally the only thing on television now that i have to watch live every single week uh even rampage just because rampage comes on at 10 and if i'm working saturday morning i can't stay up to watch rampage uh, so yeah, we, I've got to watch Dynamite tomorrow night. So tonight, I'm recording this on Tuesday. Tonight, we're watching both of the Tom Holland uh, Spider Man movies. So we have watched five now. We watched all three Raimi movies and both of the Mark Webb movies. And uh, I got to say, the Raimi movies, the first two, are st- are still pretty fantastic and magical. Uh, I still, and this is something that can be debated, and, and perhaps a future episode will will do this, uh, I still think Tobey Maguire is the best Peter Parker. Uh, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield are both, like, they're just not loser enough for me to identify with in the way that I identified with Peter Parker when I was a kid reading the comics. Like, yeah, they they... Do like, you know, they have hardships or whatever, and they they try to k- sort of make them look like outcasts. But Toby Maguire has this something about him that I relate to that 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 true person on the outside doesn't belong, outcast kind of thing, uh, and and perhaps in a way that's almost too intense for. For a fun Hollywood movie uh, but there's something that just something about his Peter Parker I, I find him to be the one that is like that was in my head when I was reading those comics when I was a kid um, Andrew Garfield obviously is is way too cool like I never got the sense really that he was a a, a loser or a nerd at all uh, and then Tom Holland is is a kid and yeah, he gets picked on a little bit, but again, he's he's got Ned. He's got like I don't I don't know. It just uh, he, he I I've got a lot of thoughts about the Spider-Man movies and the Sam Raimi. The first two Sam Raimi movies I think are still the best. Although, like I said, we're going to watch the MCU ones tonight. Uh, but but to me, those are Spider-Man movies in the same way that Christopher Nolan's Batman movies are Batman movies. Like, yes, that that is the name of the character in the movie but it really doesn't capture what I think of when I think of those characters. And that's, yeah, that's my take. And I'm not saying they're bad movies. I, I think the Tom Holland movies are fantastic. And, you, and you'll notice I'm saying Tom Holland movies while I say Mark Webb and Sam Raimi movies, because I couldn't even tell you who directed the two. Uh, who did direct the two MCU Spider-Man movies? Okay, I have to look this up, uh, because that's crazy. Uh, okay, so Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. I hate doing this, but I also hate that I don't know off the top of my head who who directed John Watts. But but here's the thing. Sam Raimi is my favorite director of all time. Mark Webb has Webb in his name. Very easy to remember. I couldn't tell you anything else that guy has directed, but I could tell you that Mark Webb directed two Spider-Man movies. Uh, John Watts... Very talented guy. Did a great job with the movies. Uh, matter of fact, it's it's I, I don't relate what I perceive as shortcomings about those to him at all. He does a great job. Uh, so in, anyway, I've gone on way too long. We're watching uh, Homecoming and Far From Home tonight, and I don't know if I okay. I I do know I have not watched Far From Home since we saw it in the theater, and I don't know why exactly because. Far from Home retroactively made me like Homecoming more because I, I had some big issues with Homecoming, and I think we did a review of it. If you go back through the episodes and look, uh, Google does not really like needless things, so I can't look it up right now. But you guys certainly can. Uh, but I, when I went to get our copies, because I we own both the Mark Webb movies on Blu-ray and both of the John Watts movies on Blu-ray. And when I went to get far from home, we hadn't even opened it. Uh, And now part of that is Disney+. Plus. So like if Phantom Jr. has watched it, it it was... Well, no, it's not on Disney+, Plus though. We just haven't watched that again. Uh, Anyway, my point here is there's a new Spider-Man movie coming out. It looks like it has the potential to be mind-blowingly good. Uh, I have trouble believing that they're not going to deliver on the people... The things that people think they're going to deliver on or the studio... By this point, would have had to step up and say, "Look, guys, you're going to have to manage your expectations a little bit here." But, but I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how big it's going to be. I'm just really, really excited uh, because it looks insane. And uh, the last Marvel movie I saw was uh, kind of a letdown, so uh, I'm 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 hyped up for one that's going to be fun and exciting and engaging. Uh, and potentially has tons and tons of surprises and mysteries and wonderful things about it. Uh, so there you go. That's that's what's been going on the last few days in my life. Uh, and I do actually have something Christmassy to talk about here before we get into our Christmas playlist. I am not sure if I've mentioned these before or not. Uh, but it's worth mentioning again because new ones have been added. So <laughs> Fresh Monkey Fiction... Uh, who is a toy company that that does all kinds of crazy stuff. They're doing the Eagle Force uh, Returns figures that I'm so excited about. If you listen to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast, the first Friday of every month, uh, where we talk about G.I. Joe adjacent things as well, uh, you know I'm pretty hyped about Fresh Monkey Fiction's Eagle Force Returns figures. Well, they are also using the same system of pre-order to determine if they're going to make them via BigBadToyStore.com, which, as you know, BigBadToyStore.com, you know, I, I need, as soon as I'm done recording this, I'm going to send them an email like, hey, can we do a do a, th- a thing? Because I talk about you guys all the time on, on the Needless Things YouTube channel and the Needless Things podcast. Uh, so, BigBadToyStore.com, if you go on there and you look up Naughty or Nice Collection, you will find a number of Santa Claus action figures, and elf action figures, oh, and Nutcrackers also, and a couple of Krampus, Krampus, Krampi, Krampi, Krampus figures. So, uh, this is wild. This came out of nowhere. They These suddenly went up, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I've got a few pre-ordered. I am potentially pre-ordering a few more, but here's here's what you got. Uh, like I said, BigBadToyStore.com. Look up Naughty or Nice Collection. There is a Classic Santa, a Zombie Santa, a Sergeant Santa, a Robot Santa. Uh, think the new Faker figure from Masters of the Universe. Uh, not Revelations. Masterverse line. A Naughty or Nice Collection. Accessory Pack. Freddy the Elf, Betty the Elf, Spike the Elf. Uh, and then classic Nutcracker, robot Nutcracker, zombie Nutcracker, evil Nutcracker, two different Krampus figures, an artist proof Santa that you can sort of paint up and customize yourself. It's just an all white Santa, uh, a jolly Santa, which is a big bad toy. Oh, these are all exclusive. I don't know why I left that out of the other ones. Uh, jolly Santa jack the frost elf and pirate santa yo ho 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 they have not used that in any of their marketing for that pirate santa how do you miss that low hanging fruit uh so these are all the santa claus figures and the krampus figures which are santa suits with krampus heads uh although the one krampus figure let's see yeah it's santa suits with krampus heads and tail and hands Uh, and then like evil, like lumps of coal and evil looking stocking and present. And then there's a Santa or a Krampus in a black and green Santa suit, like a black suit with green fur trim with, uh, a lot more accessories. He's like a deluxe figure. He comes with a cape, a bag, uh, some evil looking cookies and black milk, coal. These are wild, you guys. So... All of the Santa figures are highly articulated, 112th uh, scale figures, six and a half inches tall. They come with, each one comes with different accessories, but this is a tradition, uh, excuse me a traditional-looking Santa. Uh, he's got the boots with the buckles on them, the white fur trim, the big, wide belt with the gold buckle, uh, and then the heads are all a little bit different depending on what he is. The the Jolly Santa uh, comes with glasses, and the Classic Santa, I've, I've actually been meaning to look and see what the difference is. Classic Santa uh, just looks a little more classic. He's got rosy cheeks. I actually prefer the Classic Santa between these two uh oh and he's got one head with his hat on and then another bald head that is just fantastic i prefer classic santa although jolly santa is great as well but classic is just the one that's that's the one you guys uh gloved hands ungloved hands these things are phenomenal so all of these different santa figures the the uh sergeant santa is wearing red white and green camouflage and has aviators and a cigar. And like his beard is trimmed completely differently. Uh, it's like a military-looking beard. And he comes with an RPG and a shotgun. Oh, and a helmet. So his hat's removable, and he's got a helmet as well. Uh, I, I want this. I don't know if I can justify getting it, but I want it. And then Robot Santa, like I said. Think faker. He's got robot hands, a half-robot head with red eyes. Uh, and he also comes with a shotgun. Oh, and a completely skinless robot head with the beard Uh, these are wild uh please go check these out take a look at them uh pirate santa has has a candy cane hook hand uh and pirate flag themed present stockings he comes with a cutlass uh these are crazy these are absolutely crazy i want them all to happen uh and basically what it is is if big bad toy store gets enough pre-orders for them then they go into production Uh, I believe the first few Santas actually let's check fresh monkey fiction real quick and uh, I hate that I'm googling so much stuff here while I'm talking to you guys today Uh, but I am recording this one a little early because of like I said our Spider-Man schedule here it is naughty or nice collection this should show what has been okay pirate Santa has been added pre-order goal figure counts uh okay okay so this is here is our current count uh, from freshmonkeyfiction.com, uh, classic Santa is happening. Zombie Santa is happening. Krampus uh, in the black suit is happening. Robot Santa is happening. Uh, Sergeant Santa—they're uh, uh, all—they're all happening. Like everything. Okay, some of the elves have not made it yet. Uh, there's one elf that looks like Elf on a Shelf. Uh, that is Freddy the Elf. That one, or is it Foodie? What does that say, Freedy? I don't know. Whatever. The the elf that looks like Elf on a Shelf, uh, has made it. Unsurprisingly, Betty the elf has made it. Spike the elf has made it, and he's a naughty elf. Um, and he looks like uh, he's in basically Buddy from Elf's elf costume. Uh, and then the accessory set, which comes with the cape, a couple of stockings, a bunch of presents. Like the accessory set, even if you don't want Santa and the elves, this accessory set is great for your Christmas display, uh, just to have. Uh, so currently, ones that have not made it yet: the Artist Proof Santa is at 133, Jolly Santa is at 285, Pirate Santa is at zero. But th- he just went up the other day, so they may not have updated him yet. Uh, He's also got a peg leg, I'm just now noticing. Uh, Frost Elf, is at 207? Uh, And then the Nutcracker figures. It looks like there's not much interest in those. None of those have been unlocked yet. Uh, And there you go. Oh, and the difference here. I totally forgot to mention this. The Elf figures and the Nutcracker figures are five points of articulation. Now, they still have interchangeable heads and accessories and things like that. uh, But they are smaller they're three and three quarter inch figures so they scale properly with the six and a half inch santa figure so it's it's perfect uh this is i I love this i love mixing forms in order to get proper scaling because if the elves were the same height as santa it just wouldn't look right uh so technically the elves and the nutcrackers are also 1 12 scale but they're using a different form factor in order to get them to be the right size to go with santa i love it uh so like i said i've got i let phantom jr pick out uh, a santa and an elf to pre-order i pre-ordered classic santa and uh i don't think i got an elf i, I don't like the elves enough to to get those um Although, if there was one that was just straight-up Buddy the Elf, I'm, I might go for that. But uh, I kind of want a couple more of these Santas. I want Sergeant Santa, and I want a Krampus. So i got to think about what I'm going to do here. But anyway, please go check those out. They're, they're fun. They're fantastic. I love it. This, this new uh, way of selling that Fresh Monkey Fiction and Big Bad Toy Store have figured out of, let's throw these things up, let's put up the renders and see how people react— and once we hit our minimum pre-orders, we'll say they're going into production. I I, I love it. I really, really like this. Uh, and these are all expected uh, fourth quarter of next year. So, I mean, their intent is to have them in your hands for Christmas next year. Uh, so, and now, obviously, we all know how that's been going lately. But I got to think they've got a plan in place. And, I mean, Fresh Monkey Fiction has been making figures for... Years and years and years now, so they have the factory contacts. Uh, contacts. They have. They they know what they're doing. So if they say we're going to get these to you by next Christmas, I I think there's a, a good chance. You know, if you rule out catastrophe, I think there's a good chance it'll happen. So there you go. Uh, you guys, that is more than enough intro for me. It is time now to move on to some holly jolly celebratory wonderful christmas music this is as i said i think the best playlist needless things has produced so check it out pour yourself some eggnog unless you're one of those weirdos that doesn't like eggnog and then uh, i guess drink some beet juice or whatever it is your bizarre palate enjoys and enjoy our christmas playlist volume two
0: Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside, snow is falling and friends are calling. Yoo-hoo! Come on, it's
1: lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Judge, you made it. Uh, well, there's traffic, so I caught a sleigh. <laughs> and you brought <laughs> Miley Cyrus.
2: Good
1: boy. her sleigh. Hey, save your money, plan private, you know.
2: It's the reindeers that'll get you. Apparently. Oh yeah, Trust me. So
0: nice to see you. I thought
1: I'd make a martini. You know, I feel like I always open these with "It's that time of year," but I got to be more specific, really, because we do this several times a year now. So it is the time of year to put up the tree, to hang out the lights, to, to consider others in your thoughts and what they may enjoy, what they may like, and to celebrate a general sense of joy, togetherness, and hope for humanity. And in order to do all of that, you need some good music. And we are here with our unnamed panel of Needless Things musical es- experts
3: to put Spence together... Critters.
1: Yes. <laughs> to put together... Another Christmas playlist. Another holiday playlist. Uh, welcome back to the show, please. Our resident expert on all that is dark, spooky, and sad. <laughs> Beth
0: it's, Von
1: Krampus. It's Bob, right? <laughs> <laughs> also joined by
3: Noel Noel. Jingle Jingle Hello. I am Deck the
1: Hall's Dave. And finally, the Gloomania world champion, Jingle Bob Burke. Ho ho ho, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we and see, that's fine, but the other thing that we were talking about before the show is not fine. <laughs> that's, 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 that's really the only rule there is. Uh all right. Uh, we've gotten past prob- probably the most awkward intro ever. Sorry, guys. I'm a little off my game right now. Uh, we got to talk about songs. So I'm going to zip on down and uh, find our order and see who is going to kick us off this year to set the mood, to set the tone, to guide us in our first step on this path towards holiday glory. Bob, are you up to the task?
4: Yes, sir, I am. I actually picked what I think is probably the most fitting song to uh, describe not only this eclectic little group we have assembled here, but probably most of the people listening as well, most of the people in the Facebook group, and pretty much anyone on the internet, period, actually. And that is going to be this classic from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs>
0: We're a couple of misfits, we're a couple of misfits, what's the matter with misfits, that's where we fit
2: in, we're not daffy and gilly, don't go round willy nilly, seems to us kind of silly, that
4: we don't fit in. That was We're a Couple of Misfits, and honestly, like I said, what better way to describe us, and probably most of the listeners in that song, um, to me, it's, it's a, great, a great moment in the, uh, in the show, on the soundtrack. Kind of really sets the mood for what everyone's feeling at, at the time, like Rudolph and Hermie and everyone. Um, but something interesting I actually didn't know until just recently when researching the song a little bit, I learned that in 1965, this song and the actual scene in the movie was eliminated completely in favor of a new song called Fame and Fortune. It was reinserted, giggity, Back into the movie in 1998 when they remastered
3: it. What? Yeah, never wow. knew that. Yeah, I'm seeing articles on that right now that I didn't How see before. Crazy so, is wait, that?
1: during my childhood, the versions of Rudolph that I saw didn't have this song? No, sir. Whoa. That's nuts, right? Next, we've got to talk about the Bernstein Bears.
4: <laughs> that, that, that's like one of those type of things. Like It really like, is. Like, we always knew this song. Like, this song is a classic from the show. It's not like we never knew the song. So how did we go from 65 to 98 without it in there?
1: That's wild.
4: I know. Like, like so don't get me wrong. At first, I wasn't 100% on picking the song. I like it. And I, you know, like, wanted to make my joke about us being misfits and all that crap. Sure, but sure. But then when I saw that, I was like, all right, this kind of opens up into the conversation a little bit. Like, how did we not, how do we not remember that?
3: And I'm wondering, too, so I worked in a video store for much of the 90s. And during the holiday season, this is one of the things that got played a lot in the video store. Was this version not, not the one that we were playing? Was this even available on VHS back in the 90s? Because this would have no. been before... Yeah, before 2008.
4: It was totally it was cut nine, out 98, 98, 98. in 98.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, my video store shut down in 98, so it,
1: it had to have been before then. Hmm. It's very interesting. And now, see, that's... I want to hear this fame, fame and fortune you said.
4: Yeah, and I, honestly, I did not look that up.
1: Okay. Well, that, that's very interesting, and that's a little homework for us and for the listeners. Go check out this fame and fortune and see if it's more familiar. than Because, of course, we're a couple of misfits, in my entire adult life that's been part of this special it's been on my playlist since i've had a christmas playlist uh and it's you know this is a fantastic song it's very punk rock it's about individuals outcasts finding each other coming together uh just like us yes being being <laughs> themselves see the other uh, question i have too
4: is that. the other the other the other question i have is so this special was made like, you know, obviously a really long time ago. You can there's no way for them, especially back then, to like add a scene in and sync up like and make it seamlessly blend in, like like a la George Lucas with like the special editions and like later right, right. things. Like, so how did they add this song Fame and Fortune into the special and people not notice that?
1: I mean, it's you know, it is the the stop motion so so did they
4: did they use the same scene and just kind of like fudge with the lips a little bit or something you got to wonder about
1: or were there a bunch of scenes that you know takes scenes whatever that weren't used that they put together in some way and why why did they do this
4: I guess maybe in, in 1965, the the term misfits was maybe a little unacceptable, but then that that's half the show is I'm talking about the Island of Misfits voice. Well, I mean, so there was do, a yeah.
1: Marilyn Monroe movie called the misfits. That's another great example. So yeah.
4: why was this taken
1: out?
3: I don't know. Maybe and, it's and, the kind of bratty voices they, you know, they have in the song. It's, <laughs> you might be right. it, it is, it is a little proto-punk. It is, in a way. it is kind yeah. of grating, but,
1: uh, well, yeah, you're right. They do. They sound a little like, uh, a little like Jello or Johnny or somebody. That's funny. <laughs> uh, awesome pick to kick us off. Definitely sets the mood, definitely perfect for us and all of our listeners. Uh, and now I think we got to switch gears a little bit and move on to our second entry into the playlist.
2: I, I picked the saddest, most depressing downbeat song I could possibly find. <laughs> you call me dreamic sad pants i'm gonna live up to that name
0: so
2: <laughs> for my first pick i've gone with hey
0: let's go I, I, I is so free my, the hey
2: Dynamite Holiday Remix
1: by BTS. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a lot of questions here, but please, please uh, I think we tell, all us, tell us where the fuck this came from. <laughs> um,
2: I actually have been listening to a lot of BTS this year. I've always been a J-pop fan. You know, it's an easy transition to get into K-pop from there. If you like American boy bands, how can you not like korean boy band this is the same leaning as in sync backstreet boys if you like those guys how can you not like bts and if you if you know the song dynamite and how could you not it's a huge it was a huge hit you might think that they just took the song dynamite And put a bunch of bells and orchestra shit in it to make it a Christmas. That's what I think. That's exactly what we all said before. I think that that was
3: kind of our consensus.
2: (laughs) And if you thought that, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what they did. (laughs) (laughs) But that does not change the fact that this is a holiday song because they did perform it as such. Um, you know, remember when I said at Halloween that if BTS had Halloween songs, you'd have been in trouble? I just so happened
4: to find a Christmas song for you. So you're welcome. <laughs> so hey, does that mean you can take like a cannibal corpse song and put bells behind it and t- announcing a Christmas song?
1: Yes. Yeah, can we do yes. that? They
4: choose to yes. do that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you cannot recording. do it for them.
1: The artist has to do
3: it. It has yes. to be right, their guess that's choice. True. But I uh, guess then
4: it becomes a cover song, and that's another show. <laughs> right.
3: Exactly. There was eventually a, uh, there was a local <laughs> radio DJ who I'm going to mention later on in the show multiple times tonight. Uh, who used to actually play just regular songs and just play jingle bells over them around Christmas time <laughs> to Christmasize them. So it would be like it's here's an REM song. We're just gonna shake some jingle bells.
4: <laughs> so, so was it convincing at least?
3: I mean, it 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 works. You don't have to have That's great funny. rhythm to sync jingle bells up to a you know to a 4-4 four, four rock song.
1: So yeah, I when this video started, I was like, wow, this is super Christmassy. I am surprised. And then I, as I was attempting to decipher what the hell they were singing, uh, I realized two things. One that this music just isn't for me. Uh, and, and I, I enjoy Backstreet Boys and sync even the occasional new kids on the block song, particularly if it's a Christmas one. Uh, but this, there's something about the vocal, Presentation just didn't do it for me, but this video is absolutely phenomenal. If they had completely different voices, I would have loved this. Just put it on mute, like I did. Yeah, I mean, visually, this video is fantastic. The way that they dance, like they're a lot of fun to watch. They clearly don't take themselves too seriously. They're having fun making this video. It's it's a it's a great, silly, fun Christmas video. It's awesome. Uh, so they had a blast yeah yeah definitely so i i I appreciated it for that uh but but uh, something about their vocals didn't didn't get me
4: that's at least it didn't make any
1: of us sad right yeah i did not feel sad at all i was extremely happy watching this (laughs) well let us move on now to our third pick Made by the name the man who was named after the holiday.
3: That's right. Born in May, named after someone born in Christmas. <laughs> so, for my first pick this round, I decided to go. Uh, I'm going to say a little outside the box. Um, so, for my very first pick tonight.
2: Wow, well, you know it's Christmas, and my heart is open wide
0: gonna give you something so you know what's on my mind
1: what's on my mind a gift for your special so take
3: off the top take a look inside it's my
0: dick in
3: a box it's in a box i'm going with the lonely island featuring justin timberlake dick in a box so if for some reason you've been living under a rock for the last 15 years uh, this was a cultural phenomenon 15 years ago. Uh, Even I had heard this. <laughs> <laughs> this came out. This came on SNL in 19 or sorry 2006. Uh, uh, I think a few months after Lazy Sunday, which was the um, the first big Lonely Island song to hit it big. Um, this was a huge viral sensation. YouTube was still fairly new at this point in time, so this was one of the the videos that really kind of helped cement. YouTube as a giant player um, you saw this everywhere in other media there are references to it people wore it for Halloween the next year we still see people dressing as characters from this video at Dragon Con every now and then yeah um, and, it, and it really helped to make SNL which had kind of fallen out of favor with most people it really brought it to a younger audience really for the first time in a while and back in the late 2000s was a big resurgence between the 2008 presidential election and between the Lowland Island stuff um, that that really kind of helped make it a relevant program again. Um, one thing that's interesting is that they actually had to compromise with the FCC before this came out. Uh, the word dick is bleeped 16 times. Um, and when you first see it on SNL, of course, that word is never heard. So I remember talking to people the next day and they thought that they were using another word for penis Um, (laughs) but dick works much better than cock for this uh, (laughs) for this particular song (laughs) and this won the primetime emmy award for outstanding original music and lyrics for 2007 so I did not know
2: that. Emmy award
3: winning song uh, with Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg basically doing a Color Me Bad impression and uh, flashing their penises uh, to, the, to their lady friends at Christmas time.
1: T- ten years after Color Me Bad had any relevance whatsoever.
3: <laughs> more than that. It was like that was like 13 or 14 years after Color Me Bad.
1: What, well, yeah, yeah, I guess it would have been yeah they were 90 what 91 maybe
3: was, yeah i mean i mean well uh when did new jack city come out right right but uh, i mean they wanted to like the idea behind this song before they even got justin timberlake on board was andy sandberg wanted to do like of a, a 90s r&b song yeah um so he was thinking more along the lines of like um like a tony 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 or something like that and then I guess working with Timberlake, they came up with this idea. And I mean, the rest is history. These, these two characters were revived in several other songs that had videos. They did Mother Lover and they did um, um, the, the three-way song. So none of those were quite as big as this one was. But, uh, you know, and, and obviously it's it's something you can enjoy all year, but it is specifically referencing Christmas and other uh, festive holidays around this time of year, multiple time, multiple times in the song.
1: Well, and, and I think it honestly gave Justin Timberlake a little bit of a boost as well. Just yeah. as far as not being such a, like, babyface pop star.
3: Right, right. Yeah, it helped to solidify him as more of a mainstream star that, like, because I didn't care much about Justin Timberlake up to this point, but with this and then the stuff he was doing when he became an actor and was doing more movies, it's like, okay, I take this guy seriously now. It's not just a, yeah. not just a, a silly pop star.
1: He's Well, he's not just a product of a machine
3: right
1: uh, yeah great pick uh, something I never even would have thought of because honestly even though it's about gifts and it it is a uh, I guess it came out around Christmas like it was intended yep. to be Christmas themed but it did sort of transcend that so I don't even think of it that way but it but it absolutely belongs
4: and come on isn't it the gift that just keeps on coming all year <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <man. laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was, I was not watching Saturday night live when this came out. Uh I heard about this matter of fact, it might've been at one of the Christmas parties that I used to go to years and years ago that somebody like mentioned it and showed it to me. Uh, And, and I was like, Oh, that's actually pretty funny. I guess maybe I'll check Saturday night live out again. And I don't think that lasted, but
3: I mean, I was still watching SNL on a regular basis at this point. And, I just remember when it first came on and I was like, all right, I'm digging the parody and it's just the reveal. No pun intended. When the actual (laughs) chorus comes along, you're like, Oh my God, they went there. (laughs) Like this is not what I was expecting.
2: (laughs) When I first saw it, I thought that they were doing like a, it was a little too close to the stuff that Mr. Show had already done with their two times two minus one.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's very different. Goes in a very different direction. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I'm going to wrap up the first round with something that I actually had to struggle with a little bit because I didn't know which version of this song to choose.
0: Yeah. On your back. Is there something for me
1: that and i ended up going with the original by the sonics and that is santa claus so the reason i'm even aware of this song or of the sonics for that matter is because they might be giants released an album called holiday land in 19 or excuse me 2001 uh, that was a couple of older Christmas-themed songs, and then this cover of the Sonics song, Santa Claus, and I've always just really loved that song, and I was going to pick They Might Be Giants version for this, and I thought, you know what, let me go back and listen to the Sonics version again and, and see... And I went with their version and obviously both belong on any respectable Christmas playlist, but the Sonics version has this really nice garage rock stripped down. It's honestly, it's just more fun than, than the they might be giants version and don't get me wrong. I love that version. The cover is great. It's fantastic. Uh, but as far as just something to pop up out of nowhere and just enjoy as a good rock and Christmas
3: song, Uh, The Sonics version is awesome. I I love it.
4: Agreed. It's very just upbeat. It's happy. It's a good holiday song.
3: It's funny because I knew that they might be Giants version of this song. I was aware of the Sonics and have actually listened to a lot of Sonic stuff on like old garage rock compilations from the 60s. I never knew that that they did this song and that they were the original ones to do this song. So if if any song that we've learned about today becomes like a staple in my playlist, it's going to be this version.
1: Yeah, it's great. And it's, it's very, it's one of those things, obviously they might be giants or a very unique band that, that do everything their own way. Uh, But they're two very different songs.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. I I didn't know that that was a cover. And I also know who the Sonics are, but I have never heard it before. And I just thought it was, they might be giant song. And then I heard it. I was like, Oh, okay. It's not a, they might be giant song.
1: Well, and that's how good they are at sort of making songs their own is, is I could say that about probably most of the covers they've done in their career, unless I sat and looked at the liner notes, I didn't realize that it was a cover. I'd go back and be like, Oh wait, this is some obscure band I've never heard of. Or in the case of one song, this is the Allman Brothers, and I just didn't know of this song beforehand. Uh, but yeah, awesome song, great rocker, and 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 definitely belongs on the list.
3: I, I'm just thankful that uh people weren't quite as litigious back in the nineteen sixties, so I could have A 100 garage rock songs that can break out into hang on sloopy or louie louie at any (laughs) point in time and this one could this one could be either one
1: (laughs) well and the sonics the sonics performed both of those
3: in their careers
1: Uh, uh yeah so great pick great song easy easy song because anybody is going to enjoy this one all right it is time to move on to our next round and bob Oh, I know you've got a good one for us, buddy.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm taking us down a darker path for this one. I'm really excited about this one. One of my favorite artists, I kind of used him on the Halloween list, and I'm very happy he has a Christmas song, too. So for my next pick, we're going to go with this rocker. was King Diamond No Presents for Christmas This is uh, early in King's career I want to say it's, I think it's like them conspiracy era And um, this is something you'd never expect from him either Like this guy singing about Satan And possessed houses And witchcraft You would never see this coming from King Diamond Which I love I love the way this song starts all kind of sweet And you think it's a legit Christmas song And then it just makes your fucking ears bleed As soon as the guitars kick in It's my favorite part of this, of this song
1: I uh, I saw the picture. So this this is how, because I have not been a giant King Diamond fan my whole entire life. And, and re- really, even to this day, like, I enjoy it when I hear it. I've got a, f- a few uh, albums, but I don't go out of my way. Uh, but the first time I saw that picture of King Diamond with the reindeer, I thought it was a fake somebody had, like, Photoshopped. <laughs> because I just didn't believe I he he just struck me as somebody that took himself a little too seriously for that sort of thing and anecdotally if you're not aware there is a song from the Aqua Teen Hunger Force soundtrack done by Mastodon oh gosh I can't remember what it's called right now but anyway Uh, one of the members of Mastodon happens to do a pretty good King Diamond impersonation (laughs) and King Diamond really, really didn't like that
4: Really? He was pissed about the the song?
1: Yes and so for somebody that would have that reaction to that you just wouldn't think of them as somebody who would do a silly Christmas song and yet here he is that picture is legit this song is real
3: and is hilarious but also just killer and, and it's-, it's also even stranger not only is this song real this was the first single the band ever released is what i found out when looking really at this. yes right, this God was I their That's very nuts. first single they ever released in 1985 because even listening to it i'd heard this before I thought this was later. I thought this came out in the 90s. The production actually sounds very 90s, Um, but no, 85. And unless the version that I was listening to was like a later re-recording of it, then it sounds really, really great for a song recorded in 85.
1: See, that's funny because my, my thoughts about it are the opposite, is that it's compared to the rest of King Diamond's catalog. This sounds very raw, the production to me, compared to other stuff. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem as clean and as tight as most of what you hear from King Diamond. It's it feels much more like early career material for, for them.
4: All of this yeah. stuff sounded like that in that era, though it all had like that that kind of like used like raw feel. It wasn't wasn't overly polished back then. He didn't get yeah, really yeah, polished like different. the nineties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean you you listen to something he does now and it sounds like you know cleaner than megadeth. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's awesome it's a great song and he's he's just being bitter about santa claus in a very metal way aren't we all at some point in our lives that's true it's true i remember the year santa brought me tires son of a bitch didn't bring me kit one yet bastard <laughs> i'm
4: still pissed about it too
1: but
3: <laughs> I, i'm still i'm still shocked the day that uh i sat on his lap but asked him for a slave one and he looked at me and he said you want a slave and uh <laughs> and that, that, gave was you what, that was what i learned that, star, that that santa didn't know that much about star wars yet <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right uh king diamond no presents for christmas a fantastic song and, and really is to this day still surprises me uh it, which is weird because if you go, if you look at his stage show there is a certain amount of sort of humor and self-awareness in what he does, but I don't know. He just doesn't come across that way all the time. And this, this is a kind of a gem of his early career, I guess. Let's keep things light and, uh, and merry, right. That's what we're going to do. That BTS was, was a real happy shining point of the podcast. And we're just going to continue that merry spirit. Well,
2: look, um, this is not something that I initially was going to choose, but after I saw Bob's pick, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with it. I, I tossed out my no effects that I was thinking about, and and went with this instead. And what I picked was. The God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen by Dio. I actually was not looking for this song. I was looking for Run Run Rudolph by Lemmy, oh, yeah. which is off the same album. But then I saw this pop up after it, and I was like, wait, what is that? And I heard it, and I went, oh, no, this is much better. Oh, Nothing against Lemmy and Run Run Rudolph, but I think it's a later... Lemmy recording, so it's kind of hard to understand him. And this, this is so, it's like a dirge at first. It's a
1: yes,
2: dragging you to hell kind of Dio dirge. And it does pick up a little bit. I was pleasantly surprised towards the middle of it when they started kind of rocking. But Dio has a great, had a crazy voice. And you know, I ironically love Dio, but also I cannot totally ironically love Dio because there's got to be at least some some
4: respect there for what he was able to do. How long have we been doing this for? Is this uh, like coming on year two now with doing these uh, these playlists shows? Yeah, I think so. Halloween I think... last
3: year. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: Up to this point, this is hands down my favorite pick for any song ever on any list. 100% this is amazing it's fucking Dio yes, nothing else needs to be said
3: <laughs> Dio and, is hi- and Tony long, Iommi long uh, was playing guitar on this song I found out too
4: so essentially we had half of
1: Black Sabbath playing you this had, song yeah
3: you had half of uh, the, the second version of Black Sabbath that's amazing
1: well what's so funny about this because I, I had not heard this uh, I have a couple of tracks from this album that I have obtained elsewhere but I don't have this album, and I had not heard this one before. And what's funny is, you know, Dio, even with Sabbath, kind of lightened Sabbath up. And his own music, you know, with Dio, uh, the band Dio, is generally... uh, it, it's It's metal, but it's a little brighter, more upbeat... Uh, there, there's an energy to it. So I wouldn't expect him to take this bright, uh, hopeful Christmas tune and turn it into exactly what you said, a dirge. And that's what it is in the beginning. So when it, cause I, I was totally expecting upbeat, like neon nights style. You were Dio. expecting
2: right. Ride, ride the tiger. Yeah, it, right. Right, yeah. the Christmas tiger. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And instead, like we got this really uh, kicking off. Got this really like dark presentation that was something different and interesting. And I actually appreciated it for that because we've got the Twisted Sister Christmas album, which is phenomenal. We've got the uh, oh gosh, what is monster the Ballad monster ballads? Monster ballads, yeah, which is great. So we have a lot of upbeat metal. Christmas tunes. So it was actually kind of cool to get one, especially from Dio who could achieve I think seven octaves with his voice, I believe is correct. Uh so to get that from, from the master it was awesome. This is a fantastic pick that I was completely unaware of. So kids, when uh
2: your mom says that metal music is from the devil, play this.
1: He talks about Jesus
4: a lot.
3: Yes, which is yes. Uh, which is
4: odd to hear too, actually.
2: I know,
3: and remember. <laughs> The 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 devil horns are actually Christian imagery that he got from his grandmother.
4: Yeah, that that is correct. And now for Flashing Those NVD, you, you owe Gene Simmons a thousand dollars.
3: That's right. <laughs> that's yeah. My gosh, that look. Guy. My grandmother was Italian. I'm okay. I, I can do it all I want. She had, <laughs> she actually had the pendant around her neck growing up. So I've always considered that like that's my grandmother's symbol.
1: Uh, Noel originally had a, a different pick, but we had to, uh, reconsider because one of really the only rules of needless things is we do not discuss the nature of Santa Claus. Uh, and that came up in your original pick. So Noel, what is the alternate that you under duress and, and protestingly chose (laughs)
3: So we actually just mentioned that the mid two thousands period we had a lot of really fun like upbeat metal uh, compilations and and other Christmas albums like uh, Monster Ballad Christmas and Twisted Sisters Twisted Christmas. Uh, but another one that came along those lines provided our next pick, which is.
0: Everybody pull the shades,
3: the band Danger Danger Naughty Naughty Christmas. So uh, I love this pick. This was this is one that was it was a kind of an alternate pick that I had to begin with. But um this is from the album We Wish You a Hairy Christmas, which I picked up because the lead song on that album was a cover of my favorite Christmas song by the Kinks performed by Warrant. Um, so because I can't mention that song here tonight, uh, I will talk about, uh, Naughty Naughty Christmas, which was probably my second favorite song on that album. Um, if, if you're not familiar with, with Danger Danger, they were a, a, a hair metal band that started back in the late eighties. They were from New York and they were pretty much every punchline of a hair metal band that existed around that time. And their one really big hit was a song called Naughty Naughty. Not to be confused with the John Parr hit "Naughty Naughty," which came out a few years before. Um, so, as many people would potentially do. <laughs> so, uh, they are completely in on this joke because this is a fun song about you know getting a little little naughty naughty at, at, at the holidays. And uh, when they get into the uh, the chorus where they're singing, you know, have a naughty naughty Christmas, they tear right into the original refrain from the. Signature hit "Naughty Naughty," so this is not much different than Twisted Sister rolling uh, uh, "Oh Come All Ye Faithful" into "We're Not Going to Take It." It's them putting their tongue firmly in their cheek and just kind of acknowledging their their past, you know, their past hits.
1: But at least it's more effort than adding some jingle b- bells and shooting a Christmas video.
4: <laughs> they had to do new choreography. That shit ain't easy. <laughs> That's true. I can't even argue that. Uh, No, I love this pick, man. I love hair metal. I love this pick. I love everything about this one. This is actually if you had to replace a classic, this is a good choice. Well, and this you guys
3: got a chance to really like, you know, listen to this one or learn anything about it since it was the last minute choice. But it's a fun one. It's one that like even people who don't like hair metal, this is you you can't help but just groove to the song. It's fun.
1: I'm very aware of this one because it's also on the monster ballads album that yeah. we mentioned. Uh, so I, I know it well from that and it's great. It's one of the more fun. Cause not, not every song on monster ballads Christmas is a winner.
3: What? Oh, not every song on uh we wish you a Harry Christmas is a winner. I, <laughs> I just pretend that the faster Pussycat silent night, which sounds like the worst goth industrial band ever uh, trying to cover that song just doesn't exist. I just stop it at track 10 and just don't listen to track 11
1: okay i've got to do some research now because i'm wondering if because the worst song on monster ballads sounds like what you just said it's
3: probably i think it's i think it's also a crossover i think those those had like four or five songs that were both on them
1: um because it's just awful it is uh okay monster ballads excuse me monster ballads xmas which i don't love that Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent Night by Faster Pussycat. That's it. That's it's the worst track on Monster Ballads Christmas. I gotta look that up now.
3: Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible.
1: Uh, all right. Which you'd think Faster Pussycat. That sounds like a fun band.
3: Oh, but actually, I'm yeah. writing that
4: down. I got my first pick for next year. Thank you. I
3: like some Faster Pussycat <laughs> from the from the '80s, but uh, not, not that song.
1: Let me make sure I'm in the right place. Oh, I'm in the right place because the right place is me. And there is no writer place than this song. Yes, that's right. William Shatner joined forces with the great Henry Rollins to record two. Different versions of jingle bells. This is basically everything that Christmas means to me.
3: What a Shatner, Jewish guy singing songs about Christmas,
1: Shatner <laughs> Rollins, jingle bells. There's a punk rock version and there's a more traditional version. Uh, for the specificity of this list, I chose the punk rock version, uh, but I, I just I love this. I love the whole, uh, Shatner Claus album is so much fun. Came out in 2018 and I, I had a really special moment with my son when I bought this album because we were, uh, I bought a physical copy, I think from target maybe. And as soon as we got back to the car, I popped it open, put it in and we're listening to it. And obviously he's completely appalled. He doesn't understand why we're listening to this. He does not like it at all. And I explained to him, This is because he's he's seen Star Trek at this point. I said, this is Captain Kirk and he's no, he's can't sing, but it's fun. And he's like, so would you enjoy this if it wasn't by Captain Kirk? And I said, well, no, I wouldn't. But then I thought about it. And the passion that's put into it, like even if some nobody had done William Shatner's musical albums. I think I would still enjoy them because my my touchstone for that is Wesley Willis. I love Wesley Willis. <laughs> By oh. all standards, it's terrible, but I love it because you can tell, I mean, well, we're not, we can do a whole episode on him. But anyway, yes, even if it wasn't Captain Kirk making Shatner Claws, I would still enjoy these songs and especially with the accompaniment the the silver silver throat of henry rollins added in think about this. henry rollins is shouting jingle bells <laughs> for this song it's wonderful i love it i
2: almost picked this and then i was torn between this and the lemmy rudolph song and that's when i was listening to both of them and and just the lemmy song brought up the dio song and that's how it got turned around into that
1: and that's a very understandable traje-
3: trajectory <laughs>
1: This is one of
4: those picks that's so bad it's great like anything shatner touches it turns the gold to me
3: I, Always. I think i think that the thing that scares me the most about shatner getting old is that there's so many songs that i want him to record that he hasn't gotten around to yet and yeah. uh I, I feel like i just want to reach out to him on twitter and be like can you please do losing my religion by rem before you die <laughs>
4: <laughs> please hey, there's, there's the next uh, show playlist <laughs> idea songs we want shatner to cover <laughs>
1: Uh, he he should do almost like a crowdfunding type thing where for charity he lets people make donations to vote for which songs he does for his next album i think that would be a fantastic idea i want to hear him do lick it up by kiss <laughs> yes 100%. just to hear him say lick
4: it up over and over and over again
1: I gotta say, you know, I've enthusiastically said yes to both of those ideas, but I can't really think of a song that I wouldn't enthusiastically say yes to William Shatner performing.
3: Uh, I mean he was Dynamite. arguably the best WWE raw guest host because he oh, got sing... hundred percent <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, it is time now to move on to round three. Bob, well, I can't say what I'd like to say because it would give it away.
4: So, for my next pick, I actually um, was talking about this with someone, and this song was presented to me. I love this so much; I had to go with it. So, for my next pick, we're going to go with this. I was a band I never heard of called Set It Off. The song is this Christmas, I'll burn it to the ground. I think at one point or another, we've all had this freak out moment with the holiday. So it just felt very fitting to me. It was in
2: retail for 20 years. I had that moment. Every day? A, a lot. <laughs>
4: Numerous yeah. times a day, probably. Yeah, I've, I've been to retail during Christmas and it's the worst. So
1: you had never heard of Set It Off before this?
4: I have no idea who this band is. I still don't.
1: Well, I will never forgive you for making me hear of Set It Off. <laughs> Why is, yeah, is, is, not it, it, is
4: anything other than this bad?
1: This is the worst song that has ever been chosen in the history. Of... I didn't think it was that bad, Bob. <laughs> There's the guy who just beat
4: William Shatner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this. He this thinks was it's worse not, than
2: Dynamite.
1: This was no, that's not, bad. This was not my kind of punk
4: no me either but um i just i like what the song said and for an added creep factor i thought the video was actually really badass looking really visually cool
3: oh the video was was cool i like the the video
1: yeah i did too it was really just the guy's voice yeah Um, i'll give you that yeah but but it was like well one it's something different it's something that everybody can relate to uh and you're right the video was something that i had had not seen before uh you know you throw glow-in-the-dark scorpions up in your rock and roll video and i'm i'm gonna be compelled
4: and as like, the glow-in-the-dark champion that's also what sold me, was like yeah, yeah there you go the once i <laughs> watch the like, oh yeah this
1: is it you need to make some some glow-in-the-dark christmas scorpion magnets with santa hats on them yes <laughs> that's your that's not that's a bad idea big money maker absolutely <laughs> The uh, four no, of us was,
4: are the only ones who get it. <laughs> this was,
1: yeah, but that's fine. That's sometimes that's the best stuff. That's um,
4: true. As long as we
2: each buy a thousand of them, he's set.
1: Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine, which I'm sure we'll all do. Uh, no, this, was, this was an excellent pick. It fits right in. It's just that as soon as that guy started singing, I was just like, oh, Lord, make yeah." This oh, yeah, stop.
4: 100%. I agree with that. I just, <laughs> I, I love the words. I love the vibe of the song.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, well i like it because it's more genuine because there's so many shit on christmas songs that it's it's kind of become a like a farce, almost almost, like it's almost like a lame trope but this is the way this one's presented it feels like a genuine sentiment and not a ha 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 we're gonna make fun of christmas like it didn't come across like that it came across like like you said the frustration of dealing with retail at christmas or the frustration of like not knowing what to get people or how to get the right thing or whatever like all of that rolled into one it it, yeah. it did the job and was and it felt different and and genuine
3: this was a logical evolution from bob rivers 12 pains at christmas yeah
0: yeah i was just gonna i was just thinking <laughs> yeah. that too
4: actually
1: all right Boy, I don't know. I got to tell you, Beth, you're a wild card tonight. I, I don't even know where we're going with your picks. I mean, I, <laughs> I do, I do, but for the sake of the show, I'm going to pretend like I don't.
2: You're going to say I sent them to you way in advance.
1: <laughs> no, no, I know, I know.
2: <laughs> All right, so I'm going to keep it interesting and fresh by picking a completely different genre yet again. And I was torn between a lot of songs of this genre, but in the end, I went with this one. holiday fortnight by the specials i wanted to pick a ska song because there are there are a lot of christmas ska songs and there are a lot of not great christmas ska songs and oi to the world sounded just way too obvious and way too easy <laughs> and i'm not gonna pick a real big fish song because that's not real ska fuck real big fish
3: real so big Fish. I- Aww. Real fake ska oh it's
2: not real ska <laughs> So I picked a real ska song by a real ska band. Um, it's an instrumental, which I know is a little off for this show. I don't know that we've done instrumentals before.
1: Probably not. I don't but think it's, so. It's time. It's time for some ska and it's time for some instrumental. But it's you know, an
4: party party, You need something to have on where you're kind of all just hanging out eating or something. So it's, it's still a perfect fit for like a party playlist. And I don't think that the
2: specials really have a lot of instrumentals in fact this is the only one that i can think of
3: i mean like you know guns of navarone sort of
2: sort of i mean if pick it up pick it up doesn't count yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if pick it up pick it up didn't count then there would be a lot of more instrumental <laughs> songs
1: in the world it's true <laughs> i is- love this i i had never heard it um i don't i'm not going to i'm not any kind of expert on the specials because the uh when you start throwing around the term real ska i fall asleep pretty quickly (laughs) (laughs) as i literally did during a scatolite show at the masquerade um but i I do enjoy the specials and this was great this was such a nice piece that i I just had never heard before
2: i almost picked a toaster song but that was merely because that's the band that I, honestly, I thought about, I've seen the Toasters more than I've seen any other band in my life. I've seen the Toasters that, that at out. least 10, 12 times. I've They're heard,
3: right I've heard this is on, what, more specials, right? So their second album. Yes. And I've heard this song a hundred times, and it's never, it's never, like, been something I've ever associated with Christmas. It's so not it's like...
2: overtly Christmassy, and that's one of the things I like about it. And that's one of the reasons, as a Christmas song, it never ground down my will to live.
1: Well, I yeah. think that's so... what's that's what's great about it, though, is is as part of a Christmas playlist, it fits right in. But it also works as just a song.
4: I got like a tropical kind of vibe, like something you feel like in Hawaii or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it almost it. It in a weird way, it almost felt like a spiritual successor to Mele maka Yeah, like it kind of has that vibe to it.
4: Yeah, I can see that. It just pissed me off, like when I heard it, because it made me mad that I live in like a cold state. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a I different lived...
4: kind of fun,
2: but it's still a fun song. I'm, yeah, it was know, trying to keep it mixed up. Call yeah. me dreary, sad pants again, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I will. We have a Valentine's episode coming up. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh. I'll take it to some dark places this year.
1: <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, Noel, please tell us about your next pick.
3: So um, maybe I'll take us down a dark road tonight. Because for my third pick, this is one that uh, has a little, a little history I'll talk about. Um, I'm going to go with...
1: Let us toast this cold and empty Noel with a song. That's not a bad idea.
4: Oh, give me a noose I can hang from the tree.
0: I need no excuse to end my misery.
1: This holiday season is all the more reason to die.
0: In the season of you this holiday season is all for
3: more reason to cry porn orchard and the opal fox quartet this holiday season
1: i
2: couldn't stop laughing at this song please tell me all about it
1: i didn't well let me just real quick say i didn't know what the f- but this was when you shared the link but then once once it got into it i recognized it did they play this on like 99x or something
3: yeah and so i mentioned earlier there was a DJ on on 9x actually who used to christmasize songs steve craig and i will mention him again on this show after this the,
1: you will refer to him as the great and powerful steve craig the
3: great and powerful steve craig um so uh, Steve Craig used to play this occasionally on around Christmas time on his House of Retro Pleasure show, and the first time I heard it, I was like, "What in the hell is this?" I didn't know the name of the band because he wouldn't say the name of the band. He just said this was uh, some some local guys from Athens who did great impressions of Peter Murphy and Tom Waits. So what this song is, if you've, if you've never heard it or if you, you, know, you haven't got a chance to listen to these actual songs yet, um, this is a play on kind of the David Bowie, uh, Bing Crosby, uh, piece on Earth, Little Drummer Boy, where Tom Waits is sitting at home. He's singing various versions of The Piano Has Been Drinking. Um, <laughs> Peter Murphy walks in the room. Peter Murphy has a deep reverb behind his voice every time he speaks and they break into a song about how the tidings of comfort and joy really suck. And it's, it's dark, it's funny, it's depressing, um, in, in just the best way possible. So this was, um, Porn Orchard was a band, they're a hardcore band out of Athens, very similar to like Black Flag. Um, and then Opal Fox Quartet was, um, was a a, like an art house band based out of Atlanta. And they did this for a compilation called the mother of all flagpole Christmas albums. I have been trying to track down an actual physical copy of that came out in flagpole magazine up in Athens. uh, I think 92. And I've been trying to get a, get a physical copy of it for, I mean, for 20 years now, cost a fortune if you find one. Right. Um, And trying to find this song, even digitally before Really, I mean, everything was capable of being found on the internet. I I finally wound up discovering it was called, it was by a band called Porn Orchard. I didn't know that Opal Fox Quartet was also on it at the time, but like people legitimately thought this was Peter Murphy and Tom Waits. And for the longest time, I could not find the intro because the intro is my favorite part where they're just talking and bantering before they actually get into the song. So it wasn't until a few years ago that I was actually able to track down a full version. I think it I think it was actually on YouTube was the first time I found one that actually had the intro banter as well as the rest of the song. But you would find it like mislabeled on file sharing sites as Tom Waits featuring Peter Murphy. And it was always entitled like Christmas Sucks or something. that was not the actual title of the song because that's what file sharing was like it was like the wild west for many many years oh well how how many
1: songs are attributed to
3: weird al how how many uh different artists are attributed to the gourds gin and juice i can name like 20 of them off the top of my head (laughs) yeah yeah so (laughs) um but yeah this is this is one that every time i introduce it to somebody new they're like Oh my god, this is great because <laughs> it's just it's something different, and you know who, who would have who would have ever thunk that this would have been like something that someone would have come up with on a strange like afternoon in the early '90s in Athens.
4: This might be the weirdest fucking song to ever be on the, on any of these playlist shows. This is so out there, and well, like the, to the point where like I'm gonna be playing this for people because this
3: shit is nuts. Oh, it's, and the, it's fantastic, and, and the impressions oh, are great. Way. I mean, they're, you know, they're obviously caricatures, but they're so close. And um, I can't remember his name, but Smoke, the one who sang for Opal Fox Quartet, who was a drag queen that sang with that voice. Like that was his gimmick, because he already kind of sounded like Tom Waits. Um, Benjamin Smoke, who was the performance artist in Atlanta. So and uh, somebody who I always wanted to see back in the 90s when he was at his at his peak. Uh, Sadly, he passed away back in, I think, 99 um, but uh but yeah, uh, just finding all that stuff about it kind of after the fact that like oh that was Benjamin Smoke, along with you know this other band Port Orchard who I wasn't even familiar with until like long after this happened. So yes, thank you Steve Craig of 99x Fame and the House of Retro Pleasure for introducing me to this song some 23, 24 years ago.
2: I know I heard know for the showing name. it to us. I know I heard the name Porn Orchard somewhere before, probably back in the day, and people just talked about it because it was such a crazy name. But (laughs) I never heard this song, and I could not stop laughing. I I was really worried when I saw the thumbnail for it, and I was like, is this some kind of Cthulhu Santa thing? I didn't know Noel was into Cthulhu. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know
3: if that... Then that, for all I know, that could have been from the original liner notes of the album, or if that just was like some weird fan art that got thrown on there. Because if you find other versions of it, they're actually listed as like Tom Waits, and someone makes you have like Tom Waits album covers on YouTube along with this song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Well, it's funny that this worked out this way, because my pick for the final pick of this round also (laughs) comes courtesy. Of 99X.
3: you oh Christmas I play sad songs to get along The best I can, my dear Girl, since you've been gone It's been a little drinking going on But
2: I ain't had an ounce Of Christmas cheer
3: this year No, no I woke up in my truck This Christmas morning To the sound of beer
0: cans clanking at my feet And on my tongue and eyes, a film was forming, so I could barely see and hardly speak.
1: And that is Sean Mullins with Lonely Old Christmas. So I've got, I don't have quite as much story as Noel had there, but, you know, 99X was, I I don't. I don't know if as many people would admit it at the time, but it was so massively influential and trend-setting for for those of us who were in Atlanta. Uh, not enough good things can be said about Leslie Fram and Steve Craig. Uh, the Morning X did so many wild, interesting, creative things. Uh, the, just the radio station, you know, it, it got a lot of flack for a lot of things but overall it was a very critical part of my pop culture growth and awareness uh there are a lot of bands i never would have heard of without 99x um and a lot of bands that probably never would have gotten recognition or made any money without 99x uh but sean mullins is somebody who was kind of weirdly always present and i guess because he's is he from athens is that right Atlanta. oh from atlanta yeah okay so sean mullen's big song was lullaby
3: which not for me at all once again thanks steve craig because he's (laughs) the one that broke that song nationwide
1: so this song lonely old christmas is much more up my alley uh and i never would have thought of sean mullins as making anything that sounds like this and i don't know how much of this kind of music he might have made it's a very traditional bluegrass song uh and it incorporates the the elements of humor and despair that the best bluegrass puts together so it's Listening to it, it is, and this is probably part of why I love They Might Be Giants so much. Is it's very upbeat and catchy, and 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 uh, has a great momentum. But it, listening to the lyrics, it's extremely depressing. Uh, and I love that kind of stuff where where you have those sort of two forces battling. But lonely old Christmas, it's just a, it's a, it's a fun, great song uh, that. I came across because two years ago I went to a local record store, Warehouse Music, uh, or no, I'm sorry, CD Warehouse. Warehouse Music is no longer. It CD Warehouse still exists. Uh, CD Warehouse, and they had a bin of 99X Christmas albums, and this is something that 99X did for several years where they would put together compilations of sort of alternative Christmas music called Ninety Nine Xmas, woo, brilliant! Uh, but they had a couple of the Ninety Nine Xmas albums just in this bin, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, where did these come from?" Because these things are from you know the mid to late nineties. It's very unusual to find these CDs just laying around. Uh, and he was like, "Yeah, this guy just came in and had this pile of these, and said we could just put them on the shelf here." So I grabbed the ones that he had and this song was on there and it was, there are a lot of good songs. This, this 99, I think it's the second volume of 99 Xmas. Uh, It will provide me with songs for years to come. There are a lot of good songs, but this was the best one by far. And it was recorded literally in an afternoon, just put together and released on this album. And it was actually very difficult to find it's not on YouTube. I had to send you guys a link on SoundCloud for you to even hear it. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so, one, were you familiar with this already? Which, if you were listening to ninety nine X ninety nine X back then, you probably were. Uh, but two, were you kind of aware of the what was behind it?
3: I don't. I I probably heard it at some point in time. It didn't sound familiar when I was listening to it this time. So.
2: I know that I saw Sean Mullins play at an Oxford Books once.
3: Oh, wow. The the
2: Oxford Books, the big one downtown. Yeah, yeah. When there was such a thing. Um, I, I saw a bunch of people there. I saw Michelle Malone there. Just random people would just show up and play there. I don't remember this song, but obviously it might not have been Christmas time, so it might not have been appropriate. Right, right. And also, bluegrass isn't really something that's in my... You're not, that's not my your real house.
3: No. Yeah. Not, not usually in my of either. <laughs> and, a, and I will say song, I, I was, though. I was definitely skeptical because, oh my, Sean Mullen's alibi is one of my most hated songs of all time. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> I,
1: I can't stand it. I would, I would change cause I I've worked in a couple of places where, you know, 99 X was, was just what we played in the store. Or I listen to it whenever, and that song was a channel changer for me. I never would have expected this from that guy, and now I've got—I've got to find out if he's made more bluegrass. Because if he has, I want it. Because this is great. Now, Bob, you come to us from the north, <laughs> where I, bluegrass so... is is but a, a whisper from far, far away. <laughs> yeah, there's a the reason this I've been quiet
4: you. this whole segment. I know none of this. This is all like. It might as well have been the dynamite song again. As I know nothing of any
0: of this. <laughs>
4: I mean, I, 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 I like—I did like the song. I got very, um, it was a little more of like a depressing Christmas song a little bit. is kind of what I got out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've never heard it. I don't know who this guy is. So this is like, you guys are speaking <laughs> a foreign language to me right now. But I did enjoy the song.
1: Uh, so yeah, for the listeners, you can find it on SoundCloud. And apparently that's kind of it, which is interesting uh but it was made specifically for that 99 xmas cd so it's not like it was anything that ever got a wide release and with that it is time for the traditional speed round that isn't always very much of a speed round (laughs) bob why don't you kick us off
4: i hate to um go back to the to the well more than once but uh but it's a good well I can't, I can't help it. This is probably my favorite Christmas album for someone who doesn't like Christmas. This gets me in the spirit every year. I was Twisted Sister with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Reason why I picked this one this year, this song has been you know, re- recorded countless times. To me, it's always recorded kind of melancholy, a little sadder. It's more like, like they're trying to like remember things of the past and everything. It's always just a little sadder to me. But this version is so like upbeat. I, I can't help but actually, for a Grinch like me to actually get in the Christmas spirit with this song, definitely says something. I love this version of the song so much. When I saw them live, when they toured this album, this was the opener. It was incredible. He comes out in his full Santa costume and
1: was amazing. I agree with you hundred percent because most versions of have yourself a merry little Christmas to me come across as have yourself a merry little Christmas, even though my life is kind of a piece of shit and the world <laughs> is horrible. Like out of that tone, for some reason comes across D Snyder is legitimately hoping that you have yourself a merry little christmas like yes. he, he's
2: not hoping he's threatening you're gonna have a merry yes. christmas yes you better
4: 100 <laughs> percent. even to the like the like 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 uh the end does like ho 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 let's
1: go i love that mm-hmm. so much oh
3: uh, yeah it's fantastic i love this because this is i mean this kicks off that album uh right before the okama faithful which is the second track and there's literally three different versions of the same song on the same track. They, <laughs> they start with the traditional one. And then of course, Dee Snyder comes in and says, Hey, Hey, what is this? And then they go into like the rock version. And then it's like the extra rock version is the third time they go through it. So uh, I've, I've always appreciated this as well. Probably my second favorite version of have yourself a merry little Christmas after Mr. Hanky's.
4: That's an awesome one. And, and I love that one too. <laughs> But that's an example of a version of it that's a little melancholy and somber. Yeah, because it kind of is. It, it is like a little sadder. Uh,
1: I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just basking in the idea of D. Snyder being joyful at Christmas. It's such a wonderful <laughs> thing. If and for any of the listeners, if you don't have Twisted Christmas, what's wrong with you?
3: Oh, it's so good. Just
4: um, and look it up on YouTube. Like, like you know, type in the song and then live after it. You got to see him come out in like like the Santa costume. It's amazing.
1: All right. Now we're going to take a little turn here and it's a turn that I appreciate because I'm no longer pretending that I don't know what the Pixar, I guess. I'm really (laughs) consistent like that. Uh, Beth, this was great. It
2: was a tough choice. I was torn between this and a, a Futurama song. And I remembered that I did a cartoon last year. So for my speed round pick this year, I still went with a joke, but a different joke. And that is...
0: You know, Stephen, there's another holiday to celebrate this time of year. Another holiday? See, it is Christmas Eve. That's
1: right. There's Christmas Day. Yes.
3: And America's Christmas, the 4th of July.
1: There's one more.
0: I interest you in Hanukkah. Maybe something in a festival of light. It's a sensible alternative to Christmas, and it lasts for seven. For you,
4: eight. Hanukkah, huh? I've never really thought about it. Well, you could do worse. Is it Mary? it's kind of merry is it cheery
0: got some cheer is it jolly look i wouldn't know from jolly but it's not my least unfavorite time
2: of year can i interest you in hanukkah by stephen colbert and john stewart And I remember this from the special, but then I completely forgot about it and forgot it existed until I was listening to the Futurama Hanukkah song. And I was like, oh, wait, this this came up underneath it. I was like, oh, this is way better.
1: (laughs) I remember being so, and I don't remember what year it was, but I remember being so excited. 2008. There you go. I was so excited for that Stephen Colbert Christmas special. I was like deep into the, like I, 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 loved his character. And I remember like being excited for that special in the same way. I was excited for like, you know, the, the peanuts Christmas, you know, special or, or whatever, like ex- just that being a thing like you though, I'd completely forgotten
3: about it. Same, uh, same thing. <laughs> How I, is that I, even I watched, possible? Cause it's I so know, good. It's so yeah. good.
2: And I am an anti-Christmas person, and I always found, I find the colors of Christmas, all the the overdone, twinkly, garish lights, and the red and the green. Hanukkah's got their shit together, <laughs> blue and silver, and just some candles. That shit's classy.
3: We have our we have our joint Hanukkah Christmas thing going on in the house right now, so uh, I can I can definitely dig the Hanukkah. You've got of, the uh,
1: best of both worlds,
3: yes. right?
2: And come on now, we all get we all got underwear for Christmas. That's that's not saying Hanukkah gets a raw deal. You get underwear at Christmas.
1: Absolutely. But I the this it's in a way, it's the most entertaining pick on the list because every single person listening to this should go look up can I interest you in Hanukkah right now, which I had to. Your, the original link you sent when I went to look at it earlier today was dead. Yeah, it oh. was dead
3: yesterday, too. Oh,
1: wow. It's, it's when I on, sent it, it was working. Yeah, yeah well, that's the one I watched. It was I perfect. found it on Vimeo. Yeah, that's that's the one I found was oh. on Vimeo. But if, if you Google, we, we're all adults. We know how to Google. So, John Stewart, can I interest you in Hanukkah? Or just look up the entire Stephen Colbert Christmas special. I got to imagine it's on, what's Comedy Central? Is that Paramount? Yeah. So maybe it's on Paramount Plus, because I want to watch the whole special now. Yeah, yeah I want I to go
3: back and watch the whole thing, too. And, and just listen to it. I was like, I wonder who composed this. And I kind of had an idea, and I was right. And it makes me very sad, because Adam Schlesinger of Fountains of Wayne was one of the people who composed this. who was also responsible for like the music in That Thing You Do and lots of other like really great musical products, projects over the last few decades. Um, and he was, of course, one of the first celebrities to pass, of, pass away of COVID last year. So, uh, yeah, just uh, great, great music, great instrumentation. I'm going to I'm going to definitely see if I can track down this and watch the whole thing again, because it's been too
1: long. So once again, even if it was inadvertent, Beth is the one to bring us down. That's right. Good (laughs) job, Beth. This was not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that wasn't her fault. I don't think she had
4: any knowledge of that
1: going into this. For once, Uh, it
2: wasn't my fault.
1: Well, that's okay because Noel is here. (laughs) <laughs> to bring us like <laughs> way back
3: up we're gonna we're gonna do a little bounce back up for this one for my last pick speed round if you will although i might want to extend it a little bit um my choice is i want a 12 philip you want for christmas by the quad city djs 69 boys and knock i would Uh, just like to
1: say i am deeply ashamed of myself for not having heard this before me (laughs) neither
3: isn't this i mean first of all miami bass music it's just it's just my favorite thing in the world it really is transcendent i there's just something wrong with you if you just can't enjoy a little two live crew or quad city or you know any of those i agree i agree um, but yeah uh tons of fun i think i i don't think i heard this until uh i heard pete play it at trivia probably about 10 years ago and i was like how do i not know this song how is this not in my playlist so i immediately went out and found it um if if you haven't heard this there are two versions of the 12 days of christmas that essentially get run down in this song one, of course, by the Quad City DJs and one by K-Knock. Uh, the Quad City DJs, they want 12 disc changers, 11 Philly blunts, 10 karat gold, nine Sega tapes. That's right. Sega tapes. Sega
1: tapes. What are you, my grandmother?
3: <laughs> Eight gold teeth, seven pairs of jeans, six pints of beer, five fresh gold chains, four 30 smokers, three packs of draws, two girlfriends and a Cadillac to pull it, put it all in. <laughs> Not to be outdone. By k-knock she wants twelve hundred dollars, eleven pairs of shoes, ten fingernails, nine packs of weaves. I
1: have to stop you. (laughs) Twelve hundred dollars. That's your. That's like you're (laughs) aiming high. You know what? If I'm, I'm going to just one Christmas. I'm going to wish for an amount of money: (laughs) twelve (laughs) hundred dollars. I'm ten,
3: sorry. Ten, at least continue. you got the ten fingernails because you know yes. if you had gotten eleven or nine. nine fingernails, <laughs> nine packs of weaves, eight male strippers, seven bus passes, six diamond run di- diamond rings, five months free rent.
2: Wait, wait, wait! wait. So <laughs> Why You would you would pick bus passes over cars.
3: <laughs> well, the yeah, seven bus passes, but you only get the seven. Like remember that they're diminishing returns. The higher the number is because like right, your sweet right. spot is like the five and six because those are the ones you get multiple times but it's also multiplication so someone do the math on which is the best day to get the most presents right four bangles three pocketbooks two earrings well and it doesn't matter if she has twelve hundred dollars because she also wants a man with a lot of money oh well, there you go so she's going to get that 12 times but then
2: you got to take the bus you're gonna drive anywhere if you gotta take That's, the bus. Well,
1: no, she needs those bus passes for the rare occasion when her man with a lot of money can't drive her around. Mm, okay.
4: <sighs> Fucking Florida, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: It is important to remember Florida. Excellent, excellent choice. I like I said, I cannot believe I was not aware of this song. Uh well, I'm gonna bring it home. With something that since it was released, I cannot consider my Christmas complete without this.
0: Now mama's in the kitchen cooking, the children all fast asleep. It's time for Santa Claus to make his midnight cream. Santa
1: Claus wants some love.
0: Something real pretty underneath the Christmas tree. I ain't need no loving all week, it's beginning to worry me because Santa, 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 Santa Claus wants some
2: love
1: and that is Bill Murray and George Clooney from a very Murray Christmas singing Santa Claus wants some love in i my delight every time i see them perform this is the same as it was the first time i i when george clooney peeks out from behind that fucking <laughs> christmas tree oh my gosh it's it's incredible it's unbelievable this song the and the thing is it's a cover this is a pre-existing song albert king like classic blues yes but this performance of it which again i'll say for any of the listeners if you have not watched a very Murray christmas i don't know what's wrong with you it's free on netflix and i understand netflix is essentially worthless now but sign up for it for december get in a very Murray christmas which for some horrible evil reason has not been released as physical media uh and and just sit back and enjoy a very merry christmas it's the greatest thing it's it is i will say this right now i think a very merry christmas is the greatest christmas thing of all time better than mariah Carey. that's bold
3: better than I, emmett otter's jug band christmas hundred <sighs> percent
1: <sighs> better hot, than mariah if
3: i if i could
1: only pick one christmas thing to experience This would be it. A very merry Christmas.
2: Okay, well, I haven't seen this, so now I have to see it, and I have Netflix, so I'm going to go watch this. You
1: don't go tomorrow night, Christmas. I understand, but tomorrow night I will watch this. You will thoroughly enjoy this. I guarantee. Well,
2: I'd heard this song, but then when I watched the video and George Clooney's little head comes poking out (laughs) each side side of the tree, I couldn't stop giggling.
1: I that's the part that got me. I think you will. thoroughly enjoy this i really do it's it's not schmaltzy christmas stuff it's 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 what you would expect from bill murray celebrating christmas
2: oh bob's kitty
1: yeah she just, um she made a running so yeah i i love this so i'm going to assume so bob have you seen a very merry christmas
4: i have not so i will definitely be watching it now
1: no
3: i, I have not seen it either i'm gonna watch it uh, what are Netflix? you people
4: doing with your
3: lives what? living Working watching non-holiday
2: related material but it's been out for like four years watching six. non-holiday related
1: materials six. it's mean... been
3: out for six years 2015 so yes wow. it's been out for six years i'm ashamed of myself that i haven't watched it but you really I also... i'm, I'm
1: I, I generally try to be sort of gentle and forgiving in this show but noel you <laughs> especially should be ashamed of yourself for not having watched this
3: barely watch anything on television
1: it's not television it's netflix it's like
3: i'm gonna watch it on a television
1: (laughs) well that's true (laughs) i'm gonna need to sit down in
3: front of it and uh, or yes or a tablet which is how i watch most of my netflix but uh you
1: but uh but yes the um, oh my gosh i'm so sad i honestly okay you know what i want you guys to watch a very merry christmas and i want us to get back together next week and we'll do a special episode where we review A Very Merry Christmas. I think you guys will thank me for this. And I think all of our listeners will thank us for these fantastic Christmas playlists. I think this is, I think, the best playlist we have ever presented.
4: And a fucking deal on it. How can it
1: not be? Even with That's BTS? <laughs> Even with B. Well, look, just because BTS isn't for me doesn't mean it isn't for everybody else. I think plenty of our listeners will absolutely adore, especially with the video. Because like, if I had a Christmas video playlist, this would be on it 100% because the video is fantastic. So I, I think everybody will be very happy with everything that's on this list. Just, before, just throw
3: Mariah Carey over that video and you're going to be in heaven.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right about that, my <laughs> friend. I'm going to do that remix as soon as we're done here. Don't send uh, it to me. Before we go... <laughs> before we go bob tell us what you're up to where can we find you online i
4: am literally up to nothing right now glow mania is on a well-deserved break i don't even want to touch a paintbrush right now
1: <laughs> um but you can although, find me on facebook instagram the bob burke art glow in the dark scorpions with santa hats
4: i i, yeah, I might have to kind of <laughs> you've got some and- you've got some assignments <laughs> I might have to break my rule and do that, but, um, you can find (laughs) me on Facebook and Instagram at Bob Burke art. Um, I will be, you know, I will be posting new stuff come uh, springtime, but for now I just got so burnt out. I just need a very long break from it. So I'm literally doing nothing and enjoying every single moment of it.
1: Excellent. A well-deserved rest, a yuletide slumber. You're in in the, uh, the Bob sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Noel, what are you up to? Where can we find you online?
3: Uh, you can find me uh, once a month on the uh, Audible Interlude podcast, along with uh, a couple of other fellows that uh, you may have heard of here. Um, but yes, we talk G.I. Joe and all sorts of other things. You can also find uh, 25 years worth of material uh, on dorkdroppings.com.
1: And finally, Beth, I know you've got a busy schedule, but you managed to work in some entertainment that the people can listen to.
2: Uh Well, I'm hopefully working in some entertainment that the people can listen to in Execute Chapter 66, our Star Wars fiction podcast. Uh, of course, I'm creeping around here occasionally, but uh, yeah, we're wrapping up our Life Day content and then we're about to take a break, too.
1: You guys, thank you so much for getting together, talking about holiday themed music, and uh, we will be doing it again as soon as we can. I, I don't know if covers are next. I don't know if Valentine's Day is next. Schedules are crazy. Uh, this, this, uh, lots of things going on with needless things, but I appreciate your time and happy holidays to everyone.
3: Ho, ho, ho. Let's go.
1: Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle there. See, was I right? It was a great playlist. There was some stuff on there I'd never heard. Um, just a really fun one. I liked it, and I'm excited for the next one that we do. And I'm honestly not sure what it's going to be or when. Uh, but, you know, we I think maybe about four or five times a year we do these, and, and they're a little more organized now than they used to be. So uh, you're welcome for that. You guys, please check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. I have a blast doing toy reviews over there every Monday and Wednesday, sometimes more often. I was hoping to have a couple of big new lines uh, in before the end of the year, but it's looking like that's not going to happen. That's okay because it'll be great to kick off the new year with a couple of solid weeks of reviews of brand new toys. I mean, really. Uh, what what? When better than post Christmas to put up brand new toy reviews, uh, especially for stuff? Actually, there, man. Okay, there are one, two, three, four major sets. Major sets. Two of those are major sets. Uh, two major sets of new toys and two very significant new toy lines uh, hitting any day now uh, that I will be reviewing in the coming weeks hopefully i hope it doesn't stretch out to coming months but uh needless things youtube channel please like subscribe share tell your friends we've got some pretty decent momentum over there Uh, and i have a lot of fun doing those reviews so please check them out uh join the needless things podcast facebook group and there you go that's really all i've got next week the december needless commentary thanks for listening thanks for hanging in there i love you guys